Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. People can't tolerate isolation. You know, it's, it's a very rare person who can, who can be on their own and stay together. If you concentrate solely on your career, you can get a long way in your career. And I would say that that's a strategy that a minority of men preferentially do. That, that's all they do. They work like 70, 80 hours a week. They go flat out on their career. They're staking everything on the small probability of exceptional status in a narrow domain. But it's, it's hard on them. They don't have a life. It's very difficult for them to have a family. They don't know how to take any leisure activity. Like, they get very one-dimensional. Now, it may be that that unidimensionality is the price you have to pay to be exceptional at one thing, right? Because if you're going to be something like a genius-level mathematician and you want to do that, or a scientist, say, it's like you're in your lab, you're in your lab all the time, you're working 70 hours a week or 80 hours a week, you're smart, you're dedicated, you're unidimensional, and that's how you get to beat all the other people who are doing that. It's the only way. But the problem is you don't get a life. Now, if you love being a scientist and you have that kind of focus of mind, well, first of all, you're a rare person. And second, you're going to pay for it. But fine, more power to you. Often, if you're speaking about having a healthy life, that isn't what you do. You spread yourself out more. So, you know, you have a family. You have some things that you do outside of work that are meaningful to you and useful. You, you have a network of friends. Those three things alone are, four things alone are plenty to keep you well-oriented. And then if one of those things collapses, you know, everything doesn't go. Now, the, the price you pay for that is the more you strive to optimize that balance, the less likely you are to be fantastically successful at any single one of them. If you consider your life as a whole, that might be a winning strategy. One of the things Carl Jung said, I really like this, he thought that men went after perfection and when women went after wholeness. There's something different at the top of the value hierarchy. So perfection would be stake it all on one thing and, and look for radical success. Not, all, not that all men do that, because they don't, but we're, we're talking about extremes, at, at least with the regards to the men that do that. The wholeness idea is more like, it's like I want one thing in my life to be 150%, or I want five things in my life to be 80%. Well, there's a lot more richness in a life where you have five things operating at 80%, but you're not operating in any of, at any of them at 150%. I've met many people who are very, very rich. And you can look at their lives and they have these huge houses and material plenty, and they're shielded from many catastrophes that would hit someone without those resources harder. But their lives are still full of exactly the same troubles that characterize human life in general. 
And so you, you compare yourself on one dimension. You don't see, well, the person's worked 80 hours a week for 40 years and it's blown all his relationships out of the water. It's like, yes, he's rich, but he's also old now. You know, he's 60. And one of the best predictors of wealth is age. You know, really, do you want to be young and poor or old and rich? It's like, I'd pick young and poor because you can't buy youth. And, and that's something that's worth considering. But you don't know what burdens the people you're jealous of are carrying. And if you're in an organization that only rewards the um, exercise of power, the probability that that organization is going to fail in totality is extraordinarily high because it's a tyrannical organization and it'll lose touch with its customers. So the C-suite types, um, they're working nonstop. Corporate lawyers in New York, you know, they make $700 an hour, but they work all the time, all the time. And there are people who are suited for, for that, but it isn't obvious that that's for everyone or that it should be, or that it's even desirable. Now, it's a temperamental issue to a large degree. You know, many of those people are hyper conscientious. And so if they, they'll work, whatever, wherever you put them, what they would do is work. That's who they are. And it's biological as well. You know, you think that the people who run things are sitting at home smoking big cigars and like telling their minions what to do. It's like, that is not, that's like the 1920s millionaire that's on the cover of the Monopoly game. That's no sociological analysis. I know lots of people like that and they work all the time, all the time, from the second they wake up to the second they go to sleep. And they don't just casually work, you know, because I know some of you go to the library for six hours and you say, well, I studied in the library for six hours. Like, no, you didn't. You studied for half an hour. <laughs> you had coffee and you looked through Facebook and, you know, you went home and you said, well, I studied for six hours and you're happy about it. But you know bloody well you didn't, partly because you can't. You know, I can only read for about three and a half hours till I'm done and I'm pretty good at it. So these people who are running things, there's corrupt people obviously, but the vast majority of them first are self-made and second, they're so bloody efficient and smart, you cannot believe it. And they work 80 hours a week and most of them happen to be men. And why is that? Because there are a small number of insane men who will do nothing but work 80 hours a week. And no matter where you put them, if you put them in the middle of a forest with an ax, all they would do is run around chopping down trees. Well, you want to be an outstanding scientist. It's like, okay, really, really, that's what you want. Because that means that's what you do. Because you're competing with other people. You know, they're smart, they're hardworking. And if you want to be at the top, you have to be smarter and work harder than any of them. And working hard means working long hours. I mean, it also means working diligently, but if I'm smart and hardworking and I can crank out for 70 hours a week and you do it for 30, it's like in two years, I'm so far ahead of you, you will never ever catch up. And I've met lots of people who were well, suicidal because of that, but also unwilling to take care of themselves, you know, because they were so guilty about who they were and, the, and their mode of being in the world that they just felt that they weren't worth the damn trouble. There is a spark of divinity within us, and it is possible that the fact that you have that spark of divinity with you also means that you have the capability to withstand that terrible vulnerability. It's an encouragement to assume, to act out the proposition that even if life is as difficult as it seems to be, and if you're as vulnerable and 
weak in a fundamental sense, as you definitely are, and characterized by this terrible propensity for the infliction of voluntary suffering on yourself and others, and that destructive tendency, that there's still something within you that's so remarkable and so aligned with, with order and being in the proper manner that you can climb above that 